what's up, guys? Jim from GreatCigarReviews.com, host of the Great Cigars podcast, recording at the Wooden Indian Tobacco Shop here in beautiful fucking Delco. And I'm joined today by a friend of mine, good friend of mine, Mark Strickland, who has been previously on the show early on in his smoking journey. And today we got a good fucking topic for you. I'm excited about this topic. But, Mark, say hello to the people. What is up, Cigar World? How y'all doing? Fucking beautiful. You're so fucking majestic, bro. Nah, nah, I can't, man. That mustache you have is absolutely majestic. I don't know what you're talking about, but... It it is a wonderful flavor saver, but... (laughs) You're a beautiful human being. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Today we are uh, adding an episode to our non-consumable series. If you remember about a year ago, we did an episode about music and cigars and how proper music can be paired with your cigars and what kind of cigars you're smoking, things of that nature. So that is what we're going to be talking about today, but it's movies. We're talking movies, action movies, horror movies, comedy movies, just movies, good shit. Good movies to watch while you're smoking a cigar. Doesn't matter if they have a cigar in them, but just a good fucking movie to watch while you're smoking a cigar and enjoying life and relaxing and hanging out and minding your own fucking business. Believe me, I've been uh, putting some research into this. Granted, subjective, as you know. Yeah. But I think I did pretty good. Yeah. Pretty much everything that this podcast does is subjective. Half the time the episode starts with fuck. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Um, but yeah, so our lists are uh, are subjective. Um, you know, you may agree with it, you may not agree with it, you may hear some movies where you're like, oh, I haven't seen that yet, let me go watch it and smoke a cigar, and you may have a really cool experience. Um, you know, do with the information what you will, but we're here to give it to you, we're here to party, we're here to smoke, we're here to drink, and speaking of which, you know what time it is? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time to burn and lubricate. Oh, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Are you lubricating today? Uh, I don't know, man. My recent... Uh, you're doing it. Okay, sounds good. Man tells you to drink, you drink. Lawful order. Lawful order. That's perfect. So, what we're burning today... Tell me what you're smoking. I am smoking this delicious West Tampa Black. Ooh, yeah. Hell yeah. It is... It is it's amazing. It really Hell yeah. is. West Tampa does just great. Stuff. Well, you know, they're one of our sponsors. Are they really? They I did are. not know that. That's absolutely perfect. So you'll hear about, you'll hear their segment probably about halfway through uh, the Great Cigars podcast. <laughs> and yeah, so we have a couple sponsors that are related to the cigar industry. What, uh, Wooden Indian Tobacco Shop is one of them, obviously. Um, but we also have uh, West Tampa and All Saints. That's right. You did tell me about the All Saints, right? That's that's absolutely right. But what I am burning today is Red Meat Lovers by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. Ooh, sounds amazing. Dude. Haven't had it yet. This is arguably one of my favorites right now. Okay. I mean, my favorites change all the time, you know. Understandable. Depending on your palate, depending on what you're in the mood for. Uh... But the Red Meat Lovers is arguably one of my favorites right now. Um, 
you know, I'm grabbing at least two or three every time I come in the Indian. Uh, honestly, that's how I feel about so, the, the West Tampas. Yeah. Even the All Saints just. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The dedication. Oh, man. Well, that I gave that Cigar of the Year one year. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, before I uh, I burn this, let's talk about what we're lubricating today. You want to know what our lubricant is? I want to say it's a bourbon, maybe. <laughs> Goddamn right, it's a bourbon. <laughs> it's the only way we roll. I think I did rum once on on the podcast. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge rum guy, but I like it every once in a while. I am not a rum guy. Um, pretty much the only ver or only deviation to bourbon I have on the podcast is Jack Daniels. Okay. It's technically a sour mash. Yes. Um, but, you know, outside of the podcast, I drink scotch, and, and, you know, if it's got an alcohol content, I'll fucking drink it. I don't give a shit. Beer's my specialty. I'll tell you what. There are some good-ass beers. Absolutely. There are some good-ass beers. Absolutely. All right. This is what we're drinking today. We are drinking your boy's favorite. I can smell it already. Knob Creek smoked maple. This, I'm only giving you a little bit because you said you're iffy about it. Yeah. Um, this is arguably one of my favorite bourbons. I heard very good you know, things the, about Knob Creek. Again, not yeah. relatively a whiskey, the, not even a bourbon person. That's The smoked maple isn't too sweet okay you know it's not overly sugary it's not overly sweet it's not overly mapley there's a hint of it a very very mild hint of it um and it adds to the bourbon texture which is really nice and it adds to the bourbon flavor so you'll still get the notes of oak and vanilla and 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 charcoal and all that fun stuff but you get little hints of maple here and there oh shit um but really, really fucking good. Uh, keep in mind, you wonderful people listening at home, all three of you. <laughs> uh, Knob Creek Smoked Maple is 90 proof Kentucky bourbon. While it is delicious, while it is wonderful, it is alcohol. It will get you fucked up. Do not be a douchebag and drive drunk. If you decide to partake, good for you. I'm glad you're partaking. But do so responsibly. If you decide to go out to the lounge and partake and you have a little too much get a ride Uber, Lyft, family lounge friend, I don't care or at the very least wait till you feel yeah. proper couple hours Yeah. or if you go to a or if you go to you know your lounge and bail out, fucking crash on the couch I've yeah. done it <laughs> um, but yeah just don't drink and drive I want to see you, I do not want to see you that way. With that, let's uh, let's light this bad boy up. So, Mr. Strickland. Mr. Wyatt, what's going on? Tell us about what you're looking for in a good movie. What I'm looking for in a good movie. First off, it really has to pique my interest. If it doesn't, then I'm going to start doing other things. Looking at my phone thinking what I want to eat. So it really has to pique my interest, and that's that's obvious for everybody. 
I mean, you're going to watch a movie that you're like, oh, well, this is stupid? No. So let me ask you this. What do you think is more important in a movie? Do you think the cast is more important or the storyline? The storyline. Storyline always hooks you in. Granted, the cast is bonus, but still, storyline hooks you in. Because without a good story, it's just a good cast and a shitty movie. I can agree with that. I, I have found that I... I found this out recently. If Brad Pitt's in it, I will watch it. Oh, yeah, great actor. Yeah. Absolutely great actor. But, like, I never used to put him in, like, my top ten. And then I realized, like, every single movie he puts out, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm watching it. Absolutely. He's a, like I said, great movie. Every movie's a banger. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's got a hell of a range, too. Absolutely. He can do deadpan stuff, action, yeah, everything. Yeah. Action, comedy, you know, suspense, thriller, probably porn. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> it's not my forte. Man, if it's real, there's porn of it. Yeah, it's probably. Rule 34. Yep. So, uh, let's get started on this list. All right. Give me a couple of your... Uh, you have an extensive list. I wouldn't say it's extensive. I it would was... say it's extensive. Okay, okay. Um, me, first movie that comes to mind, always Scarface. Smokes Stogie almost throughout the whole movie, especially when he makes it. Like, Scarface is a great movie. I'm going to lose a lot of listeners because of this. Yeah, I know. I already know. I've never seen it. Well, we got to change that. I've never seen it. We have to change that because, I'm telling you. It's like one of the first movies that I've ever seen somebody actually like smoke a cigar in the movie and I'm like, Yeah, this is this is this is it. Yeah, I gotta watch it. I mean I know it's about drugs. It is. It's about the cocaine business in the eighties. Yeah. So pretty much just the documentary of the eighties. Pretty much about it's I do believe it's loosely based on the cocaine cowboys. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I gotta watch it. You know. I hear great things about it, I just haven't been able to sit down and watch it. Um I'd I'd put Goodfellas up there. Oh, Goodfellas, yeah. I mean it granted it's lower on my list just because that's when I thought of it. But Goodfellas yeah. is definitely top on the list. Yeah. Yeah, Goodfellas is it's one of those movies where it's like that quintessential mob movie. You have every Italian actor. Yes. Um, and I didn't realize this until I was like, I don't know, 15 or 16. Um, Goodfellas is the same story as the book. The book? Yeah, there's a book on it. It's like uh, Wise Guys or something like oh, that. Oh, well, it's probably roughly the same thing. You know, it's about no, Henry No, it's Hill. literally the exact same thing. It's Henry Hill's book. Oh, okay. Well, then there um, you go. And I didn't realize it. So I, I watched the movie like six or seven times. And then I had to read the book for uh, like a school report or something when I was in high school. And I'm reading it and I'm like, this sounds really fucking familiar, but I know I haven't read this book before. So I'm reading the book. I finished the book. I write my report and shit. And 
Goodfellas is on TV. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm watching Goodfellas. And within like the first 20 minutes, I'm like, this is the book. This is the fucking book. I, ju- I just fucking read this. I didn't know it was a book. I, I didn't know it was a book either. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I thought it just was the movie. And that bourbon tastes like breakfast. Right. It tastes like breakfast. Greatest thing ever. Yeah. It's amazing. And like I said, I'm not a bourbon whiskey guy, but that tastes like breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so what do you have up next on you? I know we're going to have a lot of crossover. Oh, definitely. I know we're going to have a lot of crossover. There's no ifs, ands, or buts There's also that. a difference. I am not as organized as you. I didn't write mine down. <laughs> That's just how my brain works, So, But the next movie is The Predator. I mean... First, first, get to the chopper. The first scene, exactly. The first scene you see of Arnie in that movie, he's lighting up a stogie in the uh, chopper, bro. So, my uh, one sponsor and Delco Invasion tour co-host Andrew Thorpe King, author of Failure Rules, owner of Soul on Fire Smokeware. We were down in Vegas for PCA last year. We're driving back to the airport drop off the rental car get on our plane and i have this thing every time i see a helicopter i have to say get to the chopper and we're driving back i look out the window it's like dead silent for like five minutes probably hung over a little bit oh yeah but it's like dead silent for like five minutes there's like really low music on the radio playing we haven't talked in in a couple minutes just because the conversation just went that way and I look to my right, or I look to my left, and I see helicopters. And I just say it, you know, get to the chopper. And it just came out of fucking nowhere. And Andy starts fucking pissing himself. <laughs> so now every time we go on a Delco Invasion tour, we're quoting Arnold the entire time. Sounds like a plan. Which is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Predator's a good one. I... If we're going Arnold, I gotta put Terminator on there. Oh yeah, definitely Commando as well. Yeah, like pfft. Kindergarten Cop. Yes, but I I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't put that with a cigar because you know the children and anything but any Arnold movie definitely. Oh, I'll put that with a cigar. He's got so many good lines out of it. This is very true. Who is my daddy and what does he do? Uh, w- Twins, Danny DeVito. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, both of them, known for smoking cigars. Yes. Like, Dude, seriously, I completely forgot to write that, that down on my list. That is such an underrated movie. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, when, when people think, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they automatically go to, like, Terminator, Predator, Commando, um, even Kindergarten Cop. But they don't talk about twins. And that was, like, one of his breakthroughs for comedy. And it was funny as shit. It, it was. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, when I watched it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, the last action hero. I've never heard of that one. You've never heard of that one? Nope. Oh my be god. Yeah. That is an Arnold sleeper. Okay. So, the spoilers, ladies and gentlemen, spoilers. Um, the premise of the movie is this kid goes to the movie theater. And keep in mind, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm giving you a rough gist of what the movie is. But this kid goes to the movie theater, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's playing like this, you know, 
generic action hero, renegade cop, like exactly what you think an 80s action movie would be. And, you know, the kid makes a wish. He wishes, you know, he was in an action movie and all this. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie character comes out of the screen and into real life. Oh, okay. And he acts the way he acts in the movie. Great movie. Great fucking movie. That'd have to be uh, one that I have to watch. Dude, and it's like prime Arnold. Oh, It is nice. like prime fucking Arnold. Want to talk about uh, prime Arnold, but actually... Well, prime, what are you talking about? Like his weightlifting prime or his acting prime? Like weightlifting going into acting prime. Okay, well, if we're going into weightlifting prime, we got to go with uh, Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. His first movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... <laughs> great movie. That's where the, you know, the typical Arnold noises come from. You want to know a uh, fun fact? Fun fact? Yeah, sure. You know the song Big Guns by ACDC? Yes. The music video for that is from The Last Action Hero. That's what's up. Arnold okay. Schwarzenegger's in it. He picks up fucking Angus Young, puts him on his shoulder while he's doing a fucking solo. Mm, okay. Dude, cool as... Look it up. It is one of the coolest ACDC music videos you will ever see. Okay. I mean, to me, that's debatable because any any music video with Bon Scott in it wearing the kill and playing the pipe band. Uh, well, bands. yeah, but I mean, how many ACDC music videos do you have where fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's picking on Bagus? This is absolutely true. Since we're on the, the topic of the 80s, um... Rocky. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That came out in the 80s, right? Um, I want to say the first one came out. In or was the, that in the 70s? No, I, th- I want to say the the first one came out in the late 80s, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe mid to late. Rocky. Rocky. I mean, Philadelphia staple, you know, albeit Absolutely. I just watched it for the first time in the last six months. Dog, you, you're, you're slacking. I'm trying, You were slacking. Listen. I, I understand. You got to. Listen. Listen. I respect movies. I love movies. I will. There are some movies I will cancel plans for. Okay. But I would rather go out and live my life than sit at home and watch movies all day. I, I get you on that one. So there are some movies I've seen. There are some movies I haven't seen. And some people are like, oh, dude, you're missing out. I'm like, well, you know what, Kyle? I When you were in the fucking movie theater watching movies and shit and whatever i was out getting blowjobs so mind your business um yeah kyle but yeah rocky oh yes 100 percent. now do you want to get into more of the, the fantasy type because we can go to hellboy oh 100 percent. 100 percent. the hellboy i mean <laughs> one of almost every scene he has is smoking a, a little nub almost mm-hmm. shit even the comics well in the Ron Perlman Hellboy, I think it was the first one. Uh, what's his name? Actually, teaches him how to light a cigar. Yes, and he usually lights it with the Zippo, and he's like, "Wouldn't match." Yeah, and that was like ingrained in my fucking head as a child. So when I started smoking cigars at eighteen, back when the legal age was eighteen, mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, I need a fucking match." Wouldn't match. It uh, it savors the flavor. Yeah, 
and now I realize that, you know, jet lighters are the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, matches are always good, but you have to be in the right environment for it. See, I got in, I got into to like jet lighters and and torches when I was in college because you could smoke on my college campus, you just couldn't smoke inside. Okay. And my college was in a valley, so it was always windy as shit. Mm. I'd waste half a box of matches trying to light a fucking cigar. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm getting a fucking lighter. So I got the, the uh, torch lighter out of necessity. And this is the first time I don't have the same kind of lighter that I've had since I was in college. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So now the kind of lighter I had when I was in college, that's my on-duty lighter. Okay. Because it's got a fucking clip on it. Uh. And it fits right. It's the... Uh, uh, Zycar Tactical Trifling. So it fits right on my uniform. Fits in with everything else. I don't lose it if I get into a fight. And it works. Perfect. So I'm using this little uh, wooden Indian paleo. I have myself a vertigo. I want to say it was the dagger, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. I, I love this. I love this yeah. thing. It's got to be careful because you have this lock on it. I put it in my pocket while it was lit before, so. Dude, that's a great lighter. Oh, I love it. I that love is it. an awesome fucking lighter. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go fantasy, now are we including comic book movies in this? Oh, definitely. Because, my opinion, any Batman movie. Batman, definitely. Specifically, two of them. The Dark Knight and The Batman Yes. Now there's a trick when you're watching the Batman. So your TV has the option to customize your pigmentation. Okay. Put it in black and white Ooh. when you're watching the Batman. Dude, because the Batman movie is very like Batman year one. It's very detective oriented, which I like. They, mm-hmm. they took that Batman and they did a fucking great job on that aspect. Um, you know, it's very year one. He's very early on in, in his Batman journey and all that fun stuff. But it fills that it fills every category for it to be a, a noir film. And if you put it in black and white, you're set. Dude, it is the coolest fucking experience ever. Okay. I didn't even uh, think about that. I, honestly, I didn't even know you could put mm-hmm. your uh, TV to black and white depending yeah. on what you have. Yeah. So definitely, definitely Batman. Okay. Um, if we're going to go on with the noir type style, do you have any movies to add? Because I can't think of any off the top of my head. I did not write it down. Yes. Uh, there are a few. Uh, one, The Maltese Falcon. Oh. Classic. Absolutely. Fucking classic. Um, another one you should watch is The Untouchables. Yes. Yes. Great fucking movie. That, yes, it was great fucking movie not I wouldn't necessarily call it a noir but it, it's it, it like grazes that genre yes um very, I, I gotta find it there's a movie with I think it's Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds no way what? yeah okay so it starts out in black and white and then it goes to color um I, I gotta find the, the name of the movie give me one second um, what uh, 
What's another movie on your list? Another movie on my list is Inglorious Bastards. Ah, oh, great movie. Yeah. I mean, you have that iconic scene of... City Heat. City Heat, okay. City Heat. So, it starts off... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, 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 you're good. Um, but City Heat is pretty much what you could consider a noir. Um, Lieutenant and private detective in Kansas uh, work on underworld extortion, kidnapping, and murder. And when the movie starts, it starts in black and white. And then it goes to color about 20 minutes in. Trick, set your pigmentation on your TV to black and white. It's so fucking cool. Okay. Again with the pigmentation. Like, there are some movies that are in color that you just have to put the black and white. Yeah, I can. It, it, it completely enhances the experience. But you can't do the opposite. You can't take a, a movie that's in black and white and put it in color. It just doesn't turn out right. No, I've, I've, I've seen colored versions of black and white movies, and it just doesn't have the same feel. Mm-mm. Not at all. No, you lose some of the... Uh, you lose some of the romance of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, City Heat, great fucking movie. Great fucking movie. That that's probably the closest I'd I'd say is like the truest noir style uh, movie. Um, now, if you want to keep with you know late seventies, early eighties, and Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is the dude. Smokey and the Bandit. Oh yeah, hell yes! I was going to say that, dude. Great fucking movie. That is a movie I will cancel plans for. Absolutely. Great foot. If I find it on TV, I'm canceling plans. <laughs> I'm not even sorry. No, I don't blame you. It's a great flick. I mean, the mustache on Burt Reynolds. Oh, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's more majestic than yours. It is. It is. He also has a lot more infamy than I do. Absolutely. So, I'm okay with it. Absolutely. Fantastic mustache. Fantastic actor. Yes. Um, <clears throat> speaking of men with nice mustaches, to comedy. It's funny as shit. Three men and a baby. I've heard that's funny. I haven't seen it. Dude, it is funny as shit. It is funny as shit. You gotta watch it. All right, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a gander at it one time. It's Tom Selleck. Oh well, right then and there. Uh, what's his name from Police Academy? It's not the dude that does all the noises, right? No, no, it's it's the main character. Oh, fuck! It's um, been so long since I've seen Police Academy. I can't remember his name. I'm so bad right now. I, I cannot remember this dude's name. I'm bad with names as it is, so... Steve Gutenberg. Okay. And uh, the other guy. Fuck. Um, he was in Cheers. I think he was in Cheers. Again, I'm bad with names, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it starts with Tim. I think his first name is Tim. Not 100%. Um... But, dude, funny fucking movie. 
funny as shit. You got to watch it. I will. I will. So, let's get back to the Inglorious Bastards. Dude. I make that deal. You make that deal? I make that deal any day of the week. Damn good deal. <laughs> Such a great movie. Dude. Got so many lines. So many great percent Great fucking movie. Who, who was the director of that? Probably Quentin Tarantino. Was that a Tarantino? Yeah, this is a Tarantino movie. Dude, I'll tell you what. Quentin Tarantino. A couple of his movies... I'm kind of iffy on. But I like most of them. Yes. Like Pulp Fiction. Great movie to smoke a stick with. Absolutely great. Like, that is a classic. Yes. That is an absolute classic. And, um... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's on here? I love that movie. It's great. The only one I haven't seen of Tarantino's is Jackie Brown. It's the only one I haven't seen. Never seen it. Yeah, neither have I. I've also never seen Kill Bill. Are you... Oh, dog. You're talking about great Tarantino movies? Kill Bill 1 and 2 is the best, and I'm hoping... i never seen it, because as soon as they came out with Kill Bill 2, I'm like, well, she obviously didn't do a good fucking job the first time, because she didn't get him. Well, see, that's the thing. Spoilers, people. He, She doesn't kill Bill in the first one. Like, he, she's making her way through all of the people that betrayed her to get to Bill. And the second one is her finally killing Bill. What did Bill do? Bill. Bill again, Nye, the science guy. Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> I'm sorry. My intrusive thoughts won. It's all right. Um, what happens is she was an assassin. She killed for Bill. And she got pregnant one day. She didn't want to bring her child into the assassin life. Nice. So she ran away, found nice. this dude to, to um, help basically raise the baby. Nice. Literally at the rehearsal of her wedding, he shows up. The rest of like his lieutenants from the assassin gang show up and murder the whole like Western style. Just automatic weapon sprays everybody down. And then he goes up to her, shoots her in the head, but she doesn't die. So the whole movie is her trying to get to Bill to kill him. So it's Quentin Tarantino's take on a female Punisher. Pretty much. It's it's badass. I like it. You I like it. If you're if you're a lover of Quentin Tarantino, anybody and you haven't seen Kill Bill, you need to watch yeah. both of them. See, um There's so many of his movies. Like the first time I saw Pulp Fiction, I was very confused. Oh yeah. But I was also a child. So I, I didn't understand the back and forth of everything. And then at the end, everything connected. And I'm like, oh, it's the guy from earlier. Mm-hmm. I didn't connect the dots. No, I get you. And then I see it when I'm older and I'm like, oh, shit, everything fucking ties together. Yeah. When I first saw Pulp Fiction and John Travolta's character gets killed and then he's in the next couple scenes, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, again. Brad Pitt. Yes. Like, I saw him in that, and I'm like, what's up? And Leo. And and Leo DiCaprio. I mean, those two together, they they did fucking great. That is That movie, in my opinion, is 
one of the best mixes of action and comedy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I don't know about you, I was hissing myself. So was I, especially when he beat the shit out of that hippie. Yeah. Yeah. Popped his tires. He's like, this is my boss car. Yeah. Fix it. I like the flamethrower. You know, you know when Leo DiCaprio, he's like, "Oh, can we turn the heat down?" That was that was an actual yeah, no, like ad lib he added into that. And Tarantino was like, "That's staying in," just like in a uh, Django, another great movie. Yeah, never seen it. Dog, Django is amazing. There's <laughs> there is one uh, one scene in that movie where uh, Leo DiCaprio smashes a glass, and you see blood on his hand. Oh, I heard about this. That's his real blood. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's another movie you definitely need to see. Mm -hmm. Like, no fans or buts about it. Yeah. Um, If we're staying on the Leo train. Titanic. No, I'm kidding. I was about to say. Um, No. uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Absolutely. That's on there. Great movie. Great movie indeed. I... That is a comfort movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have nothing else to do for three hours, I'm putting that on. Absolutely. That shit, that came out when, when I was in high school, so everybody, yeah. you know, everybody was watching that shit. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of a comfort movie that I will watch at any time, The Hangover. I didn't even think of writing that one down. Dude, The Fucking Hangover. One and two. You can skip three. Yes, three's not that. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good because it finishes up the story, but one and two, hundred yes, percent, absolutely. Now, out of those two, what's your favorite? I mean, th- number one, they're in Vegas. They have that crazy night. Mike Tyson shows up. Two, you're in Bangkok. Yeah. I mean, that that's a whole different type of crazy. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna have to go with the original. So do I. I love the second one, but the first one is where it's at. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's fucking Vegas, bro. Yeah. I mean, that whole town is just riddled with cigars and mobs and drinks and, you know, it's Vegas. Yeah. Dude, that movie. I fucking love that movie. Um, So if you want to stick with the comedy aspect, I got two more for you. Okay. One is Ted. Uh, yeah, again, didn't even think of write it down. Like, you know, watching that movie with a cigar, it's funny as shit. Absolutely. I actually coughed on a cigar while I was watching it because I was laughing so much. Um, and the other one is Grown Ups. Yeah. Dude. Yes, Adam Sandler, man. Great movie. Well, do you like number two? Number two is okay. Number two was good, but number one, number one, n- number one was the best. Yes, that's that's where it's at. I mean, I'm I'm kind of pissed because they were going to make a three. Were they? I did not know that. That sucks, man. Yeah. But then again, yeah, it was going to have what's his name in it, um, Chris Farley. Uh, it was right before he died. They were planning on making it, and then he died, and they're like, "No, nah, we're not doing it." Damn. Because he and Adam Sandler were really close. Yeah. Didn't they do uh, SNL back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, they were really fucking close. So they were going to have Chris Farley in the third one. It's a shame. 
Great comedian. Mm-hmm. Great comedian. Going way too soon. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, loose associations, Roadhouse. Yes. Absolutely. Patrick Swayze. Hell yes. Do you want to know my mind train that got me to Roadhouse? What's that? Chris Farley, the SNL skit, Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze auditioning to be fucking Chippendale dancers. <laughs> oh, damn. I forgot about that. And fucking Chris Farley's just fucking dancing and shit and going all over the place. And it's funnier than hell. Um, That's yeah. when SNL was good. Yeah. Never seen an episode. Really? Just I, I, I've seen skits. Clips and stuff? I've seen clips, but I've never seen, like, a full episode of SNL. You know what? Honestly, me too. Because I'm, I'm out on Saturday night. Not only that, but by the time you and I could actually grasp the comedy, yeah, it was not that good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Roadhouse, great fucking movie. Absolutely. There's a, a, a film series. It's like a three- or four-parter. I, I forget. It's called North and South. Okay. I don't know any other actors' names that are in it, but uh, Patrick Swayze's in it, and he plays uh, Colonel in the South, in the South during the, the Civil War. So before the Civil War happens, he goes to West Point, West Point, Becomes friends with this guy from like New York, New England, or something. Okay. And they're like lifelong friends. And then the Civil War breaks out. Oh, okay. Dude, great movie. If you if you want to go back that far, I'm even going back farther. The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Ah, oh, dude, great flick. Dude, such a good movie. Fucking great movie. I love that movie. I mean, one of the first couple scenes you see him in his uh, barn with all that tobacco hanging. And he's trying to get the rocking chair yeah. right. Well, you know, that that's historically accurate because tobacco is one of the biggest crops in America. Yeah, and at that time it was number one. Yeah. Um, since we're sticking back to that era, Master and Commander. Oh, yes. Dude, great fucking movie. Absolutely. There, uh, I was listening to Rogan the other day, and Shane Gillis was on. The comedian, mm-hmm. dude, funny as shit. Dude, that dude is hilarious. Absolutely. But he has this whole bit about like getting into into history. It's early onset Republican. Yes. And I'm pissing myself because I've been in this place since I was a kid. And on Rogan's podcast, he's talking about how Master and Commander is one of his favorite movies. And I'm like, dude, yes. I've never heard anybody else talk talk about it. It's such a good movie. It really is. Like that. That is a movie my dad will cancel plans for. Damn. And my dad doesn't cancel plans. No, often, he doesn't. But he he will hundred percent cancel plans to watch that movie. It's it's a great film. Great film. It's been a while since I've seen it, but mm-hmm. definitely. Um. I'm trying to remember. There's another movie from back in that era can't remember what it is. It'll come back to me. Um, oh, kind of, sort of the same era. Braveheart. Yeah, just the other side of the uh, world. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. Definitely Braveheart. Again, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Great fucking job. Yeah, can't go wrong with Mel Gibson. Um, you know, early Mel Gibson, fucking great. Yup. Medium Mel Gibson or midlife Mel Gibson. He's okay. You know, I'm I'm spacing. I'm going to stick with Mel Gibson, but away from that Revolution Civil War timeline. Um, what are the movies he did with Danny Glover? Oh, Lethal Weapon. Yes. Dude, Lethal Weapon, 100%. Yes. Great movie. Absolutely. Great series. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. Now, would you consider them Christmas movies? I mean, that goes on the same question of, do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Because that's, that's another one that's a great See, movie. I consider Die Hard not only to be a Christmas movie, but I also consider it to be a Harry Potter movie. Harry Potter? Elaborate. Yep. Bruce Willis spends the entire movie avoiding Alan Rickman in a tower. You tell me that's not a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, it's pretty Harry Potter to me. Yeah. Sleeper. Sleeper, yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I grew up watching Harry Potter, reading the books. All that stuff. Watching it as an adult and smoking a stick with it. It hits different. It does. It hits different. Because now you're not you're not looking at it from like Harry's point of view. You're looking at it from like Dumbledore's point of view. Yes. Or Remus's or, point of view. Or Snape. Or Snape. Or fuck, even Voldemort at this point. Yeah, true. Um But yeah, great great series to, to smoke a stick with. It's one I haven't done yet. Yeah, you got to watch it. You got to do it. Yeah, I mean, shit, I've seen Harry Potter you gotta every do it. single one. The, the, cool, the cool thing to do is, because you know how the books are written. They're written to uh, progress with the audience. Yes. So the first book, it's, it's light and airy when you're like 10. And the last book, it's it's very dark. It's very, you know, serious when you're like 16, 17. Watch it. Watch each movie with a different bodied rapper. Ooh, okay. So start off with a Connecticut. By the time you're done, you should be uh, smoking in San, uh, San Andreas Maduro. Okay. It's, that is a cool experience. I bet it is. Because your, your palate is literally following along with the movies. Have some more breakfast right here? Mm-hmm. Mm. Here's a question for you, kind of outside the, the topic. What would you make a Horcrux? A Horcrux? Ooh. Like, if you could pick, like, two or three things. That's a, that's a really good question. Honestly, I would have to pick one of my hats, because you know me and hats. Yeah. So I'd probably pick one of my hats. Um... Let's go with a cutter. Cigar cutter. And This is this one's hard, this last one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's tough. I would probably say my base. Okay. My but the last one probably my base. Yeah. Yeah. See, if I had to pick one, or if I had to pick a couple, I'd do my truck. 
Okay. 100% I do my truck. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd probably do uh, Camacho. Oh, okay. My Scorpion. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Nagini, so. Yeah. So I'd probably do my Scorpion. And the last one. Last one, I'll probably stick with the cigars and do a cutter or a lighter. Nah, I'd do a lighter. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Any, uh, still want to stick with the fantasy or you just want to move on? Let's, um, let's move on to war movies. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Let's move on to war movies. Anything John Wayne. Uh, de- definitely anything John Wayne. But I was thinking Fury. Again, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Fury's a phenomenal movie. Great fucking movie. Absolutely. Dude, John Bernthal. Yes. Amazing actor in that. Bro's the Punisher. Yeah. Like, he can't go wrong with John Bernthal. Yeah. Awesome dude. Yeah. So down to earth. Such a cool guy. And and Fury is just, you know, it's one of those movies that you can rewatch over and over and over again. Yes. Um, and not get sick and tired of it. Yeah. Speaking of World War II movies. Um, film series or limited series, Band of Brothers. Yes, Band of Brothers. Just one other one that I was thinking of. I can't can't put my finger on it. World War Two movie? Yeah, it's a more of like a series. Band of Brothers. It's like close to it. The Pacific. I think so. Yes, I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So they came out with that like five years after Band of Brothers. Okay. Um, it was good, but. They they could have done better with it. Okay. Because, you know, Band of Brothers, it follows Easy Company. Yes. The Pacific, you're, you're all over the place. You're, you're scattered between different units and everything. They don't stick with one company. Okay. So if they stuck with one company where by the end you have, like, an emotional attachment to them, I think that would be better. Um, there's a movie. I think it's called Red Tails. Yes, I think that's what it is. The the movie about the Tuskegee Airmen? Yes. Great movie. It is great. It is great. Um, going, granted, it's not World War Two, but 1914. Is that is that what it is? Or 19... 1914. 1914, World War One type shit. Yeah. Um, Darkest Hour. Yeah, I have that written down. Basically, Dark. almost any Winston Churchill. Dude, fucking Gary Oldman. He played such a great he, role. He got nicotine poisoning. Did he really? Yeah. Holy shit. Because he was smoking so many cigars. Holy shit. Um, do you know Winston Churchill's trick? Uh, with, with the ash? Yeah. 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 You, you told me about that. He used to stick a paperclip yeah. to intimidate people. Man. Also, that dude could drink. Bro, that was the first thing he did when he woke up. Yup. Had a... Uh, a water with scotch flavoring. Yeah. Um, kind of World War Two. It, it's it's post World War Two. It's also a Christmas movie. It's a John Wayne movie. Okay. Donovan's Reef. Haven't seen it. Bro, gotta watch it. So, John Wayne plays Donovan. Okay. And he owns a bar called Donovan's Reef. 
and he stayed there after World War II with a couple friends of his, and it's on, like, this tropical island out by, like, Hawaii. Okay. And Lee, Lee Marvin plays Gil Hooley, and he's funny as shit. It, it, I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a John Wayne action movie. It's more like a John Wayne comedy. Okay. Funny as shit. Great movie. You got to watch it. I will be sure to. Shit, it's got John Wayne and it can't be bad. Um, another really good John Wayne movie that I will uh, always recommend is Big Jake. Great film. Great Mm. And The Quiet Man. That one I haven't seen. Dude. So, when I was in college, uh, shout out to the Dirty Vern, mm. my my college. Um, about a mile down, actually, 0. .72 miles away from my college. I know that because I looked it up because I've walked that multiple times. Stumbled it a lot, t- a lot of times, too. Um... <laughs> But there's a bar called Trooper Thorns. Okay. And that is John Wayne's name in The Quiet Man. So The Quiet Man, he plays an Irishman who's a boxer. Okay. And Trooper Thorn was his ring name. Oh, nice. So they open up this Irish bar in Reading called Trooper Thorns. And that was like our bar. That was where we went. Well, St. Patrick's Day, they did a huge fucking thing. Lined up at fucking 5 o'clock in the morning. About a quarter mile line to get in. Damn. Fucking $2 pitchers. Damn. $3 uh, Irish car bombs. Damn. I got obliterated. Yeah, I could see why. But the, the other thing they do is they'd play the quiet man on loop. All day, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Because it was their namesake. Yeah. Great, great bar. Awesome fucking crab fries. Crab fries? Mm, I haven't had them in a long time. 10 out of 10. What else you got? Let's let's get into the gangster movies. Yeah. Straight out of Compton. I mean, sure. If it's wrong gangster movie, no, 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 definitely. I mean, I was thinking more of American Gangster. They're American. Uh, yeah. Are you saying they're not American? Never said that. No, I'm talking about like <laughs> Frank Lucas. American I know. I just gangster. like being an asshole. Yeah, I know. But Frank Lucas, man. Yeah. He ran. What was it Harlem after Bumpy? Yeah. Great, great movie. Yeah. Like. The, my favorite scene is when he goes up to Idris Elbow's character and he's like, "Were you going to shoot me, Frank? Right in front of everybody? Pop. No hesitation. Yeah. Abs- and then he goes back to his brothers and he goes, what was I saying? Just, it's so, yeah. so amazing. Granted, not a gangster movie, but the Ocean series. Brad Pitt again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ocean series are great. Oh, they're they're a staple fucking movie. Now, do you like the original with Michael Caine and everybody? Yes. Yeah, great. Great, too. Yes. 
Um, I'm a little more partial to like George Clooney version. Yes, me too. Um, but that's just because it's closer to my generation. Absolutely. Um, great, great fuck. Oh, speaking of movies that have been remade. And I'm sorry, that Michael Caine was not in the Ocean series. He was in the Italian job, the original Italian yes. job. Speaking of movies that were remade with women as the lead. Ocean's 8. Also, yes. Ghostbusters. I thought it was pretty good. The new one? Yeah, to be honest, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was eh. I mean, I'm also a traditionalist when it comes to that stuff. This is true. It doesn't so, don't doesn't top the original. No, the original Ghostbusters, fucking great movie. Yes, but yeah, I thought the the remake with the women was pretty good. Chris Hemsworth deadpan in it, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, but let's uh, let's take a break and hear from our friends at All Saints Cigars. As a police okay. officer, service and dedication are a passion. And across this country, thousands of men and women share this passion. This segment is meant to highlight their service. Thank them for their dedication. And give them the recognition they deserve. Police officers, Firefighters, medics, EMTs, doctors and nurses put their lives on the line, risk their health, and put their families on hold to serve their communities, dedicate their lives to their country, and to make her proud. All Saints Cigars has a passion for service to the cigar community and a dedication to the craft of tobacco. The All Saints dedication is the perfect example of that passion. So find a lounge near you and join All Saints Cigar. Thank a person in uniform, in bunker gear, or in scrubs. Thank them for their service. Thank them for their passion. And thank them for their dedication. So you want to talk about dedication. I got a story for you. Let's hear it. 1974. Donald Brock was the youngest police chief in the United States at 19. Damn. 19 years old. Youngest police chief. Bro, I was putting in work. So... He just retired. Did he? 
2018, 45 years of police work. Damn. 45 years as chief. Yeah, that's that's nuts. So the, the article I got this from, uh, yeah. Bunnell, I hope I'm saying that right, Bunnell Police Department. Um, I don't know where that is. Um, I'm guessing it's somewhere in Florida, because that's what I'm that's what I'm hearing. Okay. Um. But yeah, forty-five years of service and youngest police chief in the United States at 19 years old. I, I could not imagine that. That is fucking insane. I didn't even know what pair of underwear I wanted to wear at 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's funny. But yeah, 19 years old. Chief. Well... Chief Brock, congratulations on your retirement, albeit it's a little delayed from us because you retired back in 2018. Um, but congratulations on retirement. Thank you for your service. Yes, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah. So, since we just talked about cops, cop movies, we already talked about, like, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, um, City Heat. What other cop movie you got? I'm going to be honest. I don't have that many cop movies. I mean, The Nice Guys. It's not really cop, detective, sort of. Okay. Freelance detective back back in the 70s. When, yeah. You know, when that real gas economy kind of almost shut down. Not yeah. really, though. But, yeah. Uh, good movie. Good movie, indeed. A lot of, lot, lot of funny lines in that. Yeah, oh, my God. My, yeah. my favorite is when they're coming back from... That old lady's house, she has actual Coke bottles for glasses. You put a mustache on a Volkswagen, boy, that Omar Sharif sure runs fast. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. Dude, great fucking movie. Great fucking movie. Um, there's... I wouldn't necessarily call this a movie. Well, no, I wouldn't call it a movie. Um... What the fuck is the name of it? It literally just just left my brain. Continue. Continue. Okay. My brain's fucking up today. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't write down a lot of cop movies, believe it or not. That's one thing that did slip my mind. That physically hurts me. I'm very sorry, my man. It's okay, I'll deal with it. I'm, okay. a, grown, I'm a grown fucking man. I can deal with it. <laughs> um... Yeah, there's a lot of really good cop movies out there. Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, uh, City Heat. Um, Shit, technically American Gangster following on a... Yeah. Along the side of both sides. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Oh, Public Enemy number one. Oh, completely forgot about that. Great fucking movie. Absolutely. That's John Dillinger, correct? Yeah, Johnny Depp plays Don J- John Dillinger. Yeah, he Great did. fucking movie. He did a great job on that one, too. Great movie. Um, 
we touched on it a little bit, which is ironic. Uh, the Untouchables. Yes. Great cop movie. Yes. Great fucking movie. Absolutely. Um, and again, we touched on it a little earlier. Um, the Last Action Hero. You know, plays a renegade cop. Like, typical 80s action. Okay. Because I remember I haven't seen that. Yeah. So. Dude, great movie. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Okay. Fucking fantastic. So, since... Uh not relatively the same, but kind of the same military movies. Mm-hmm. Go, again, kind of groups in with the war movies as well. Yeah. Top Gun. Oh, 100%. Definitely Top Gun. Did you Gun. see the new one? I have not. Dude. Is it, is it good? It's good. Okay. It's good. I, I, I don't think it holds a candle to the old one. I was about to say, does it live up? It's good. Okay. It's good. It, it definitely continues with the story. Um, but very good movie. Okay. Very good movie. Um, now if you're talking war movies, are you talking just U.S. or are you talking international? All over the world, international, of course. I mean, a, a good movie is a good movie. So, there's a horror war movie. It takes place in World War II. It's called Blood Vessel. And it's a whole conglomeration of people. It's a couple Americans, a Brit, and a Russian. Um, They're lost at sea. And they wind up going on to this Nazi warship in the middle of the Atlantic. Oh. Everybody's dead. Oh, okay. That piqued my interest. They find the cargo they're shipping. And it's vampires. You know, I've actually heard of that. The vampires get loose. Oh, I I didn't know the name of the movie, but I have. Dude. I thought it was going to be cheesy as shit. Dude. Ended up being good. Holy shit. Okay. Great fucking movie. Great movie. Okay. 10 out of 10. Definitely recommend. I will have to watch it. You'll have to write it down so I can watch it later. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blood Vessel. Really good movie. Another one is... Um, uh, fuck. Fuck. I think it's called War Dogs. Yes, with... Um, dogs... No, 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 no. Dog Soldiers. Okay. War Dogs is a great movie. Though. Yes. Um, so, Dog Soldiers. It's a commando group. That winds up getting surrounded by a pack of werewolves. Oh, shit. Dude, good movie. Okay. A little cheesy, but good movie. So you want to move on to, like, The Expendables? Another mm. another militaristic movie? Mm. Dude. Talk about a fucking all-star cast. And each one gets... The cast gets better and better. Yeah. Better and better. Was it the... I think it was the second one. Yeah. I think it was the second one. Bruce Willis and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger are pinned down. And they say each other's fucking catchphrases. Yeah. Fucking Bruce Willis is like, I'll be back. And, <laughs> and fucking Arnold's like, yippee ki motherfucker. Can't forget... 
Was it number two that had uh, Chuck Norris in it as well? Or was that number three? No, that was three. Number two had uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's right. That's right. I was never a big fan of his. Really? Yeah. Great action. Great action star. Like, listen, respect him for what he's done. Respect him for his movies. I, I've just never been a big fan of his. Okay. I um, get it. I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's the legs. Okay. Like, I was never a big kicker. Yeah. I was he, never a big kick guy. I was always an upper body guy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had, like, upper body strength, I'm like, you fucking motherfucker. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was never a big, like, because I think it's too close to kung fu movies for me. Oh, that's for damn sure. And I'm not a big kung fu movie guy. I, 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 again, I respect Bruce Willis, or uh, Bruce Lee. I don't like kung fu movies. Really? Not even like Enter the Dragon or anything? Nope. Great, great movie. See, I think I have to try again because college kind of ruined them for me. I had a couple friends who were like major fucking potheads. Uh, and they'd watch the really bad ones. And I'd be sitting there drunk, falling asleep like this fucking sucks. <laughs> this fucking sucks. And I think it ruined it for me. I, I can so see how that did. I might have to try them again. Um, again, I like I like Bruce Lee. I respect him for what he's done. I just not a big kung fu movie guy. I get it. I get it. So, what would you like to move on to now? I mean, we can go western. Oh, dude, Tombstone. Fuck, we can do a whole fucking episode on westerns. This is true. Um, yeah, Tombstone. That is hands down. One of my top fives. One of my top five favorite of all time. One of my top five favorite movies of all time. I will can't. If I'm getting married and Tombstone is on the fucking TV, guess what? We're moving to fucking wedding. (laughs) The the wife is being left at the altar. Yeah. I don't care. I will skip my wedding to watch fucking Tombstone and smoke a cigar. Shit, I get it. That is a great film. Great fucking... And a fucking cast. Yes. Dude. Oh, my gosh. And and fucking... Uh, listen, I'm sorry. Kurt Russell, he did a great job as Wyatt Did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer fucking stole it. Uh, that is for damn fucking sure. Fucking stole it with his rendition of fucking Doc Holliday. That, yes damn fucking short. Dude fucking killed it. That that was his role. Every actor has one role that was his role. The role he is 100% known for. That was his role. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean you could go Val Kilmer Batman but you know. Yeah. Because he, he did phenomenal in those. He did. But like Val Kilmer Doc Holliday. 100%. Yes. I might watch that when I get home. I'll, I'll definitely watch one of these. Yeah. Definitely watch one of these. Um, the Magnificent Seven. Yes. Another great movie. Great movie. True Grit. Yeah. Yes. The original. Yes. Forgot to write that down. Dude, awesome fucking movie. Um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yes. The, um, I forget the name of the movie, but where Emilio Estevez plays Billy the Kid. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck. I forgot the name of it. Fuck. 
it'll come to me at some point. Yeah, me too. Um, since we're on the topic of the man with no name, do you know that that was an inspiration for another one of my movies on my list that is within my top three movies of all time? No, I did not. Yeah. You know what movie I'm talking about? What movie is that? John Wick. Oh, you can't go wrong with John Wick. John fucking Wick. Now, what is your favorite? One, well, two, yeah, three, yeah. or four? Four was kind of like, it was good. It was good. But it's like, eh, at the Oh, same they're not time. done. Oh, definitely. Hell no. They're not done. No. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen it, it's been long enough. You should have seen it. John Wick is not dead. No, he's not. They've already released it. Oh, have they? He's not dead. <clears throat> okay. Now, going on the John Wick type of thing, did you see the... I want to say... It was also, to answer your previous question, it's between one and two. Yes. I, I like number three, though, with those uh, Belgian Malinois. Oh, balls. dude. Three, three is fucking great. But... I don't know. Number two has that, like, James Bond-esque sense to it when he's going to, like, the small yay and the tailor and all that shit. Yes. Great, great scene. Yes. Um, but it, for me, it's between one and two. I like one because I don't think the creators knew what they were doing when they started. Yes. And then in number two, they kind of expanded on it, and they're like, oh, well, we can do this and this and this, and, and they made a whole fucking universe out of it. Yeah. Have you seen... The Continental. I was just about to say that. Dude. Yes, The Continental was great. That was fucking great. Winston's backstory, like what? Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you know what that series reminded me of? What is that? If you can call it a series, it's more like a three-parter. Yeah. Um, Pennyworth. Yeah, the uh, Alfred. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that was really good. I haven't seen it because I'm not too much of a DC person, dude. You don't have to be. Okay. Even if you're not a DC person, you can watch Pennyworth, and it's still a really good series. Okay. I mean, um, shit, just him talking about, uh, what was it, Dark Knight Rises with Bane? Mm -hmm. And he's like, some men just want to watch the world burn? Yeah. I mean, that whole scene of him talking about the thieves throwing the jewels in the uh, river or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know he's been through some shit. Yeah. Dude, fucking great. Great show. Um, but getting back to, uh, we'll, we'll go off the John Wick stuff and then we'll get back to the Westerns because I know I got a sidetrack. Okay. Um, going off John Wick, uh, two movies, one is a standalone, one is a series. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Again, Brad Pitt. Great movie. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Angelina Jolie. Nah, not so much, but... Um, I'm going to say something that's kind of controversial. Eh. Hey, no, it's not... I wouldn't say it's controversial. I would not say that at all. I mean, you have your own opinions. Like, objectively, yeah, she's gorgeous. I mean, if you're saying eh to her in Tomb Raider then you got a problem. Well, yeah. Um, but, like, just overall, eh. I mean, listen, if she came up to me in a bar and said, listen, one of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to walk away, you're going to walk away, we're going to go about our separate ways, or I'm going to ride that mustache until it rubs off from friction. 
Be like, <laughs> okay, let's go. Ladder. Where are we going? Your place or mine? <laughs> um, and the next one is a series. James Bond. Yes, I was going to get into the whole spy aspect. Yes. Okay, we'll come back to that. Back to Westerns. Okay. Clint Eastwood. Every single fucking movie. Every movie that bro has done. Every single fucking movie. Even the new ones like Gran Torino, even though it's not relatively new. Dude, Gran Torino was a fucking great movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a fucking great movie. Yes, it was. Made friends with a kid that he absolutely hated. Next, that lived next door. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now let me ask you this: Which Clint Eastwood movies do you like better? The ones where he starred, or the ones he directed? Honestly, I like the ones he directed more. Yeah. Like the ones he directed, just they hit different. He is a great fucking director. Like, he's a very, very good actor. Mm-hmm. But he is a great fucking director. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, did he direct uh, Saving Private Ryan? That I have no idea. Or was that somebody else? Uh, I have no idea. You know, I'm going to look that up because okay. that's going to drive me insane. Um, but, you know, Saving Private Ryan, nonetheless. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Absolutely. Um, I mean, could you technically count Smokey and the Bandit as a Western? I mean, yeah, you could, even though it kind of takes place in relative modern times. Just a modern Western? I would say that, yeah. Definitely. Now, Saving Private Ryan was uh, Spielberg. Okay, that makes sense. I know it was somebody good. Um, did you see Clint Eastwood's new movie? What's it called? Fuck me, I don't remember. Because I, I, I don't think so. It was good. Okay. It was good. Not one of his best, but it was good. Um... Now, John Wayne Westerns. Yes. What's your favorite? Dude, it's been so long since I've seen any John Wayne movie. I really forget them. That's sad. It is. It really is. That's sad. It is. I am very disappointed in myself. Very disappointed. I'm going to put a warrant out for your arrest. That's fine. Just put me in cuffs as before we're done. Your sentence is you need to watch all the John Wayne movies. <laughs> I'll Again. gladly do that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on to uh, to spy movies. You know, obviously you got to go with James Bond. That's, yeah. Now, here's the question. Who's your favorite? I mean, it's got to be the man. And you know who the man is, right? Fuck yeah, I know who the man Sean is. Sean motherfucking Connery. Sean Connery. 
I mean, he's the best. So, do you know that every Bond after him is the perfect personification of an aspect of Bond? Really? I did not notice that. So, Roger Moore is like the martial arts expert. Okay. Pierce Brosnan is the womanizer. Definitely can see that, yes. Daniel Craig is like the tactician. Yes. He's like that rugged James Bond. Yes. I mean, yeah. Um, Timothy Dalton, I didn't watch his as much. Neither did I. That Timothy Dalton's great actor, don't get me wrong. Not not some of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Although he did play great in um, Hot Fuzz. Another another great cop movie. He did. Um, but Sean Connery. He takes the cake. He, he, he does everything. He does every aspect of James Bond to perfection. Yes, absolutely. And you, you, you can't find a better James Bond. Don't get me wrong. Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig do a, a phenomenal job because... Those those two um, actors, you and I grew up watching. Other than like our generation, yeah, can't hold up to Sean Connery though. Now, who do you think the next Bond's going to be? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, did he die at the end of No Time to Die? Well, they said they're rebooting it. Rebooting. Okay. They're, they're doing another uh, actor for Bond. Okay. Um, granted, it's probably going to be a couple years. Yeah. But who do you think the next Bond's going to be? Well, I mean, shit. There's a lot of a lot of good actors out there that could play him. Like, um, I, I want to say his name is Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye. Is that his name? That's his name, but no. No, you don't think so? He's American. Okay. Well, then I have no idea. I have two. Okay. Two possibilities. One, Tom Hardy. Yeah, I completely forgot him. He is now great. The only thing with Tom Hardy is I can see him being very similar to Daniel Craig. Tactician. Being that like rugged tactician style. Um so I think they're gonna veer away from that. Okay. My top choice. Henry Cavill. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Mission Impossible. The one of the, was it Ghost Recall or whatever? Yeah. Or the one after that. Yeah. Did great in that. Dude, can we talk about how good he looks with a fucking mustache? He does look good with a mustache. He looks better than me. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say that. Yes, he does. Dude, like, I'm starting to do that fucking fucking fist reload shit that he does. <laughs> like that, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little wet. I got a little hard. Ooh. I I got a little excited when I saw that. Sounds like someone's got a man crush on Henry, Henry Cavill. I do, dude. He, On top of that, he's a fucking nerd. Yeah. And a big gamer. Yeah. Like, I mean, what, how, how much better can you get? It's fucking Superman with a mustache. Yeah. Dude, him with a mustache. Coolest fucking shit ever. You know what? If, if they did uh, Magnum P.I. as a movie... 
I'd want him to play Magnum because he looks like a young Tom Selleck when he's got the mustache. Yes, he does. Yeah, yes, he does. Uh, circling back real quick to a World War Two, uh, Patton. Oh yeah, about General Patton. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, good movie. I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. It's on. See, it's it's hard for me to watch it because my parents aren't like real war movies type people, and if I'm watching a good movie, I want everybody to watch it. You know yeah. what I mean? Dude, come to the lounge. All right. Half the time we got good shit on here anyway. This is very true. Um, now, if you want to go the horror route, because there are a lot of good horror movies to watch while you're smoking a stick. This is true. The first one is a series. Okay. Underworld. Oh, my gosh. That is, to me, very underrated movie. Great fucking movie. Yes. Ve- to, again, to me, very underrated. It's It's got great aspects of vampires and werewolves like they they do it so good yeah and Kate Beckinsale oh in that tight mm. yeah mm. favorite one out of all I gotta calm down <laughs> dude I gotta calm the fuck down what is your favorite I'm getting excited <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite one out of all of them ooh see I like the first one oh of course I, I, I really like the first one. My favorite, I, I don't... I want to say it's the last one where they... <clears throat> excuse me. Where they meet... <clears throat> excuse me. The first vampire and first werewolf. Yeah. That's... That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, another sleeper, Van Helsing. I wouldn't even call it a sleeper because that's a phenomenal movie with Dude. Jackman. Dude. The fucking design for the monsters and the way they did the universal monsters fucking fantastic absolutely if you if you want to stay on that vampire werewolf i mean you can go straight to wolfman with benicio del toro good movie i like the original of course now the the new one with uh, benicio del toro expands on the story but I love the original black and white Universal Monster movies. Absolutely. You love them. Can't go wrong with them. Th- those were my first horror movies. Yeah. My dad showed me them when I was like two. Yeah. Same. Uh, not horror movies per se, but my mom showed me Vincent Price movies. Oh, dude. Vincent Price. Fucking great actor. Hell yeah. Hands down one of my favorites. Well, you know I have uh, Dracula's Castle. Yeah. On my calf. Yeah. Um... Good horror comedy movie to watch a stick with, or to watch with a stick. Uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> okay, I didn't even think of that, dude. It is funny as shit. They meet Bela Lugosi's Dracula, they meet Frankenstein, and they meet uh, Lon Chaney Jr.'s werewolf. Okay, or Wolfman, technically. Yeah, yeah. But great fucking movie fucking hilarious yeah I, I didn't even think of that it's a great movie um, it's been a long time since I've seen it though and uh, you know since we're on the Universal Monster track Creature from the Black Lagoon that's an underrated movie that's a sleeper now you're you're a Lovecraft fan right oh hell yeah okay so hear me out question 
is the creature from the Black Lagoon a deep one? Hmm. While you ponder that, I'm getting another stick. Okay. I, I, I want to say no. Just because it's a lagoon. It's, it's not the ocean where Cthulhu is supposedly under. So, I mean, yeah, it's a body of water. Don't get me wrong. Right. But my, my theory behind it. Go for it. So, you know how the deep ones are in Innsmouth? Mm-hmm. What if they act like the Amish? Okay. And if you, like, do something that they don't like, you get shunned. So, what if this one was a deep one that got shunned, and he went to South America, and that's when he finally like fully transformed into his like fish-like state. Okay, now my question is, what the hell do you have to do to get shunned in that? I don't fucking know. My point exactly. Like if if you're a deep one and you get shunned, then fuck, you must have did I mean, something. I'm definitely a deep one, I'll tell you <laughs> what. No, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a possibility. I mean, I can see how you think that, definitely, yes. But my opinion, I would say no. So, I'm a part of the uh, uh, H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. Okay. And they have a Facebook group. And they posed this question about two years ago. And... The poll came out to 50-50. So I could definitely see it, 100%. Definitely, yeah. Hell yeah. So, Jim, I, I do have to ask, what you smoking on now since you grabbed a new stick? So now I'm smoking on... Three Kingdoms Ooh. from Stolen Throne. Nice. Heard great things about it. Haven't tried it yet. You need to. Stolen Throne, a wonderful boutique company owned by a good friend of mine, Lee Marsh. And his cigar, The Call to Arms, got Cigar of the Year for 2022. That is what's up. Great fucking stick. Great stick. But yeah, you've told me a lot about them. Yeah. Good company. Very good boutique company. Um, I believe they're Nicaraguan based. Lee is based in Virginia, I think. Okay. Um, good guy. Very good guy. Very, uh, very cigar community oriented. Okay. I'll tell you what, before we get more into the horror aspect of movies, let's take a break. Hear from our friends at West Tampa. (laughs) 
What's Black, White, and Red All Over, West Tampa Tobacco Company, and Great Cigars Community News. News for cigar smokers, lounges, bars, and the cigar community at large. Ladies and gentlemen, we are getting a live update on the Great Cigars Podcast for Great Cigars Community News, live from Channel 69. Here it is. So first off, I'm going to start off with a couple price increases. Okay. Because I think that's important for people to know. Absolutely. Uh, the first one is AJ Fernandez cigars. Um. So AJ Fernandez, starting February 1st, is going to be increasing the price of their cigars by five percent across the board. Um. Now this isn't including cigars that A.J. Fernandez blends for other manufacturers like H. Upman or Tezano Del Tobacco. This is just his brand like New World, San Latano, things of that nature. Okay. So all of his name brand cigars are getting a price increase of 5% starting February 1st. So just something for you to keep in mind um, You know when you're buying your cigars. And the next one I have is uh, one of our sponsors, All Saints. Mickey Peg. Great dude. Great fucking dude. Um, so, Mickey and All Saints Cigars are increasing prices as well. Now, granted, it's not a lot. Anywhere from... Point eight seven to three percent. It's not bad, relatively across the board. Um, not horrible, but still something to keep in mind when you're buying cigars in bulk, or when you're buying a large amount of cigars. You know, a couple cents doesn't seem like a lot, but it can add up after a little bit. Um, so again, just something to keep in mind. And last but not least, Ohio Senate overrides governor's veto of preemption law. What does this mean? I have no idea. Uh, Neither do I. Uh, Preemption clauses, which prevent cities and counties from passing their own tobacco laws stricter than the state law. Uh, have proven to be effective at keeping the sales of flavor cigars legal. So, essentially, the governor just vetoed that. Um, So, reading this, It sounds good. Okay. Um, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to pretend to 
know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I, I try not to bullshit you guys, but this is legalese. I, I want to give you guys a heads up, especially our Ohio listeners. Um, and my best friend, Ethan Thomas, who is obsessed with Ohio for some reason. Um, so just want to give you Ohio guys set up. Um, yeah, that happened. So just something to look out for. Got a little bit of news. Mm-hmm. So back to horror. Back to horror. Spooky shit. Yeah. Now, if you want to get into paranormal, uh, me personally, I love the Conjuring series. Yes. The Conjuring series. <clears throat> Even Annabelle. Yeah. Even though it's it's grouped in, but I wouldn't call it part of it. Oh, um, no. It's part of the series. Okay. Yeah. The Nun, too. Great. Dude, the Nun fucked me up. Yeah, the Nun was great. No, like... When I first saw The Nun in The Conjuring 2, mm-hmm. it fucked me up. Really? It fucked me up, dude. Okay. I was fucking terrified. You know, I, I felt the same exact way of uh, The Fourth Kind. Oh, yeah. Not Encounters of the Third Kind. The Fourth Kind. Yeah. Now, it, it freaked me the fuck out, dude. I, I was freaked out. Like, lights on when I'm going to bed. Fucking... Gun drawn, ready to fucking blast. Fucking scared. Yeah. And then when I watch The Nun, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I ain't scared anymore. Yeah. But there's there's just something about a demonic presence in the house of God that's just very, very unnerving. See, that doesn't bother me. See, to me, that does. Um, What bothered me was the... You remember that scene in The Conjuring 2 where she's standing at the end of the hallway of the Warren's house? Yes. That scene freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> I can I can understand why. You know, like, demon in the house of God. Okay. Okay. Cool. Seems scary. Um... But, see, I'm more of a, if I get scared, mm-hmm. like, it, it takes a lot for me to get scared. Yeah. Um, but if I'm fucking scared, it's visual. Like, I get scared from visuals. Okay. So, you see, you see, like, the old wallpaper, and at the very end of the hallway, like, this long hallway, you see this black mass. In a fucking nun's uniform. That's that's terrifying. With with this fucking pale ass face, and then it just moves. Terrifying. That is fucking horrific. <clears throat> Absolutely terrifying. Shit's terrifying, bro. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that, but it's a good type of terrifying, you know. I mean, you and I have shared some actual ghost stories and oh yeah for you to say that's terrifying that really must hit you a certain way yeah like it, it i don't know if it's the the nun stuff that freaks me out because i was raised catholic and went to catholic school um or if it's just like the black contrast with the pale white face and the teeth and the shit I, to me that's what that's what gets me 
shit was fucking freaky, bro. Shit was freaky as shit. Yeah. Another good horror movie. Actually, my first horror movie. The Others. Never seen it. Really? Great movie. Spoilers, people. It's about a family who lives in this... I would say not giant, but pretty big mansion. During World War I times. And they're waiting for their dad slash husband to come home. And all these weird things start to happen around the house. And they're like, the mom's like, what's going on? And these the kids that she has, have like, they're allergic to sunlight. So the blinds have to be closed at all times. The blinds start opening. And then you have like this butler and two maids. And come to find out, they're all dead. They're all dead and they're the ghost. And the people that live in the house are fucking with the ghost trying to get them out. That's freaky shit. It, dude, it was, it scared the shit out of me when I was in like fifth grade. That's freaky shit. But it's such a good movie. See, the first horror movie that really fucked me up was The Wolfman. Yeah, okay, I can see that. So that that just freaked me out. Like, vampires didn't scare me. Uh, Frankenstein didn't scare me. The Mummy didn't scare me. The Wolfman fucking scared me. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not a very Christian guy anymore. Mm -hmm. But you want to talk about an act against God. Yes. You are transforming a human into an animal. That's fucking weird. Yeah. That's freaky. It took me years to get over that. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was petrified, dude. Until I was probably about... 12 I was fucking petrified I can definitely see that um but another horror movie that like royally fucked me up The Grudge oh great movie great movie great movie but when I first saw it fucked me up you wanna know what fucked me up The Ring the bitch coming out of the fucking TV yeah (laughs) Yeah. I was afraid to turn on my TV for so long dude I was freaked out by that movie for a little bit and then then I saw that skit from Family Guy yeah where it's fucking Quagmire coming out after and he's like get back here I'm not done with you mine (laughs) (laughs) mine was scary movie 3 that made me not afraid of it oh yeah yeah dude they they (laughs) they made fun of that movie so bad Dude, fucking hilarious. Um, a horror comedy that's really good to smoke a stick with. Like the fucking embodiment of chaos. Beetlejuice. I wouldn't even consider that a horror movie. That's just a phenomenal movie. Yeah. But you can't go wrong with Beetlejuice. No. See, I'd, I'd call that a... Now you see, we said it twice. Be careful. Good movie. Really good Halloween movie. Fucking Michael Keaton killed it. Yes, the fuck he did. Yes, he did. Michael Keaton fucking killed it. Yup. Want to know another great movie? Hmm. Candyman. Never seen it. 
Candyman is great. The originals, like from, I would say, 90s-ish, great. Haven't seen the, the remake. Never seen it. Great. See, that that's a movie that I've wanted to see. I just never got around to it. I get it. Um, yeah, good, good movie. We got a good list. Yeah, we do. We got a good fucking list. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Guys, you got to watch these fucking movies if you haven't already. And if you have watched them and haven't smoked a stick with them, change your shit up. Smoke a stick while you're watching these movies because it's going to enhance your fucking experience. Yeah, you yes, know, it I, will. I am a wholehearted believer that your experience affects how you enjoy that cigar. Absolutely. And, you know, you smoke that cigar while you're watching a really good movie. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. It's just like music. Yeah. You know, you you listen to music while you're smoking a cigar. It enhances the experience. I no no doubt about it. I could definitely see that. Me personally, I haven't smoked. I mean, yeah, I have, but like, haven't paid attention to the music that I listen to while I smoke a stick. But yeah. So, I listen to a podcast called Cigar Talk. Okay. And the host is a guy by the name of Rob Jones. Good podcast. Best way I could describe Rob is he is chaotic good. So he's like completely nut job. But he's really good at what he does. And he puts on a, a concert on YouTube. Okay. And smokes a cigar while he watches the concert. I need to try that. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. That sounds like a great fucking idea. Yes, it does. Right. Let's uh, let's listen to our last segment, and then we'll work on closing up shop. Sounds good with me. All right, because we're coming up on the hour forty-five mark. Doesn't even feel like it. No, it doesn't. So let's hear from. Wooden Indian Tobacco Shop. Hey, what's up, Bob? What can I get you? Yeah, can I get a cheesesteak, fried onions, Wizwit? Wizwit? Yeah, give me Wizwit. Hey, one cheesesteak, fried onions, Wizwit. You may be thinking I'm talking about what kind of cheese I'm getting on my cheesesteak. Well, not here. I'm talking about Wizwit. Wisdom from Wooden Indian Tobacco. Cigar knowledge. Everything you need to know about cigars, I'm going to tell you. So open up your brain bucket, grab a cigar. Fuck it, grab a cheesesteak too. Sit down, open your notes, and learn some shit. It's good for you. And uh, get some whiz-wit. So... That is the new Wooden Indian segment. That was great. I fucking love it. That was great. Um, so, Wizwit is where I give you, the listener, or you, Mark, uh, the information about cigars that you may not know. It goes from basic information to advanced information. Right now, I'm doing basic information. So, I've done Vitolas. Okay. And I've done... Um, nomenclature of a cigar. Okay. What it's made of, the different parts of it, things of that <clears throat> nature. Today, I'm talking about humidity. 
Ooh. So why do you need a humidor? Well, I'm going to tell you. You need a humidor because you want your cigars to burn at a certain rate so that you can smoke them to a point where you can taste the flavor. They're not going to burn too quickly. They're not going to burn uneven, and you get a good smoking experience. Now, the purpose of the humidor is to keep your tobacco leaves humid enough to where you can taste the flavor notes in your cigar, but not keep them so wet that they won't burn. Okay. You don't want your cigars to be too dry. You don't want your cigars to be too wet or moist. Because I know there's somebody listening to this that hates that fucking word. It's not somebody listening. It's somebody on your podcast. Moist. I knew I shouldn't have said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have said nothing. (laughs) Moist. All right. Enough. (laughs) Let's keep the train rolling, bro. I'm sorry, bro. It's too fucking funny. It's all right. Um, so, yeah, you want to keep your cigars at the right temperature and the right humidity. Because if you don't, they're going to burn wrong. You're not going to get the flavor profile that you expect. Okay. And instead, you're just going to be tasting smoke. You know, keeping them at the right humidity will allow the flavors to effervesce from the tobacco and hit your palate. Okay. So some cigar or some tobaccos like it a little more humid. Mm-hmm. Some tobaccos like it a little less humid. Your best bet is to keep it anywhere between 65 and 69. Okay. If you could stay within that range, you should be okay. Now, why is the humidor that important? Are you asking me or? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm assuming if that humidity is important because the lower the humidity, it'll burn fast. Correct? Correct. And then, as you were saying, if it's too much, it'll be saturated with humidity and it won't burn correctly. Right. So you got to think of it like firewood. Okay. If you have really dry firewood, it's going to burn quicker. Yes. If you have really moist firewood. Motherfucker. (laughs) If you have really wet firewood, it's not going to burn as quickly or at all. True. So you got to think of your tobacco leaves in the same right. Okay. Um, Now, do you know what a humidor is made of. There's a little bonus for you people. I do not. Okay. So a humidor, a traditional humidor, not like a travel humidor like you have. Okay. A traditional humidor is essentially a box within a box. Okay. So the exterior could be any kind of wood you want. The interior should be cedar. Okay. Preferably Spanish cedar. Because Spanish cedar has the best probability to expand and contract and hold humidity and expel it when it needs it. Interesting. So it being able to 
uh, pull in and push out humidity allows good humidity and good um, circulation of that humidity for your cigars. Okay. So that's why your humidor, your traditional humidor, should be lined with Spanish cedar. Okay. Now, is there any type of wood that, on the inside, that's like a definite no-go? Anything but cedar. Anything but cedar. Okay. Anything but cedar. If you can only get cedar, okay. Spanish cedar is your best bet. Okay. Because that has the best uh, humidity range. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now, if you guys are looking for really good cigars... Look no further. Go to WoodenIndianTobacco.com. We have a bunch of fucking cigars for you to smoke. Whether you come in or you shop online, we got them. Now, if you come in, you have the probability of seeing your favorite dirty dog and smoking a stick with them. But if you shop online, let's say you're not in the Delco area, you have the ability to shop online. We will ship cigars right to your door, humidified. And ready to smoke. Now, I do recommend you keep them in your humidor for a couple days. Let them acclimate to your environment. But you can smoke them as soon as you get them. Now, if you're shopping online, use code GC10. That's Golf Charlie 10 for 10% off and I believe free shipping. Free shipping? You can't go wrong with that. Works on singles, boxes, and accessories. It does not work on sampler packs because they're already discounted to the best possible way but everything else it's fair game you get 10% off and I believe free shipping with code GC10 that's golf charlie 10 use it at woodenindiantobacco.com and get you some fucking sticks great sticks too everything yeah, that's one thing. Wooden Indian does not have bad sticks. Everything from legacy brands to boutiques to light flavor profile to heavy flavor profile. You know, whatever you want, we got it. Yeah, I can confirm that is definitely true. So, do you have anything to add for our movie list? Um, just, no, basically not really. I mean, we, we touched over everything. Quentin Tarantino movies, Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Arnold movies, of course. Like, <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Winston Churchill movies, Goodfellas. We didn't go over The Godfather, but that kind of groups in with Goodfellas because yeah. of the mob type thing. Well, that's one of the, that's one of the ones that's kind of unspoken. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think we touched on everything. Now, before I mention the rest of our sponsors and end this Dirty Dog episode, what is your top movie to watch with while you're smoking a cigar? Ooh. Uh, I'll do you one better. Okay. Give me a top three. Top three. Perfect. I would have to say one of the John Wicks, preferably two, um, The Predator, and... Wall Street. All right. We didn't touch on Wall Street, but we went over Wolf of Wall Street relatively the same yeah. thing. So, 
So for me, it'd be John Wick. Okay. Tombstone. And the Batman. Yeah. Great choices. I got to. Great, great choices. I got to. So, with that said, let's go on to the rest of our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, Great Cigars Podcast is honored to have these guys as our sponsors because if it wasn't for them, we would not be doing what we do. We would not have the influence that we have. And we would be able to do really anything. So, big shout out to the Trauma Survivors Foundation. Trauma Survivors Foundation gives training and counseling to first responders and anybody else who has undergone some kind of trauma or will undergo some kind of trauma in their workplace. They accept donations and they accept volunteering at the thetraumasurvivorsfoundation.com. I'll post a link down in the show notes where you can go and learn more. If you are a first responder, they have trainings for fire, EMS, and police. And they also do a Hospital Heroes food drive where they go to hospitals, fire departments, and police departments and drop off food for dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever we may need so we can eat while we do our job. Up next, we have Green Enchantments. Now, Green Enchantments makes wonderful, absolutely wonderful, holistic bath and body products. So if you need any kind of bath and body products like bath salts, sugar scrubs, or the new curated mustache wax. There you go, Jim. Between Green Enchantments and Great Cigars, our first collaboration together. It's called Whisker Wax. Go to greenenchantmentshop.com where you can get everything, whether you use it for uh, topical purpose, whether you use it for a holistic purpose, or a spiritual purpose, or you just like the way it smells. Go support Green Enchantments. The owner of Green Enchantments is what she calls an occupational herbalist. So she is a licensed occupational therapist and a licensed herbalist. She combines the two and gives aspects of both her jobs to give the best possible remedies for whatever you may have. She has things for arthritis, joint pain, muscle aches, mustaches, everything you may need. Go to greenenchantmentshop.com and get your herb drop today. We also have Andrew Thorpe King, owner of Soul on Fire and author of Failure Rules. Good friend of mine and the co-host of the Delco Invasion Podcast Tour, which we have some tour dates up on GreatCigarReviews.com. Go check them out. Come visit us. Come see us fucking live. But Andy, good friend of mine, the Bulldog. That's cool. He's a great dude. Great dude. Has some very good shit. Very good smokeware, t-shirts, things of that nature. And pick up his book on Amazon. You can get it paperback, hardback, or audio. And go on Spotify. You can listen to the playlist that is associated with it. It's punk rock. It's heavy metal. It's everything you fucking want. And Failure Rules is a self-help book. 
but it speaks our language. Cigars, bourbon, heavy metal, and good times. And it teaches you how failure can be a tool that is used to reach your fullest potential. So, go to Amazon or go to andrewthorpeking.com. Get your book, get your smokeware, get fucking ready. Also, we have Newsham's Woodshop, the premier cabinet humidor manufacturer in the United States, based right here in fucking Delco. They ship all over the U.S. to private citizens and to businesses. And they make cabinet humidors from scratch, whatever wood you may need, lined with Spanish cedar and glass. Beautiful, elegant, so you can see every cigar you have on display. Go check them out, NewshamsWoodshop.com. Their phone number is also on the website. Give them a call, and Maggie Newsham will help you out and get you what you need for your humidor. I think I got everyone. Sounds good. Yeah, I think I got everyone. So, yeah. And uh, we did our segments, but check out All Saints, check out West Tampa Tobacco Company, and check out Wooden Indian Tobacco. And of course, if you want some really cool fucking cigar gear, and you want some cool t-shirts, hoodies, hats, patches, stickers, anything you may need for your travel humidor or lounge needs, go to greatcigarreviews.com slash gear we got all the best fucking gear you may need including cowbunga stay smoky my other later is a flamethrower and many fucking more get yourself some really cool t-shirts patches and stickers and if you are a member of the great cigars club you can actually submit reviews to greatcigarreviews.com just shoot me an email jim at greatcigarreviews.com fill out the review form which is hit four categories at least. Appearance, construction, flavor profile, and value. Rate it on a scale from 1 to 100. I will edit it, post it on greatcigarreviews.com, and if it has a high high enough rating, it will get put into the running for Cigar of the Year 2024. We prefer boutique brands, but if you submit a legacy brand, we accept that as well. So, go to greatcigarreviews.com, get yourself some t-shirts, stickers, patches, submit a review if you're a member of the club, and if you want to drop us a line and have it read on Great Cigar Reviews Podcast, go to greatcigarreviews.com slash contact. Send us a message. We'll read it. We'll probably laugh at you. We'll have a good time. We'll smoke a cigar in your name. Mr. Strickland, do you have anything to add? I do not. I do not. You you summed up everything perfectly. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, keep an eye out for news. Keep an eye out for reviews. And stay fucking smoky.
Go watch a movie and smoke a stick, you fucking donut. <laughs>